0: This is the Dare to Dream Physician Travel Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Waylee Gray. Hey, you know how many physicians today are feeling overwhelmed and trapped, living that busy and unfulfilling life? Yet, more than ever, we as physicians are keenly aware that life is precious and tomorrow is not guaranteed to anyone. My mission is to help physicians start living their best life now by discovering and achieving their wildest travel dreams. So come, join us on this journey. Welcome to another episode of the Dare to Dream Physician podcast. This is a special episode because it's the last episode of the year and I'm also recording this on my birthday Both occasions really give me pause to just reflect. One of the things that struck me as I reflected back on my last year actually started from a conversation a couple of years ago. I was talking to a good friend of mine who I've known for a couple of decades now, and she mentioned something in a phone conversation that surprised me. She said, Whaley, you've always been a courageous person. That struck me because I didn't see myself that way. And as I've passed another revolution around the sun, I recently wrote down a list of my personal growth during my year as a 40-year-old. And I looked at the list and I was shocked at how long that list was and and just the, the things that are on there. I didn't even realize until I took the time to reflect how big these changes were and one of the themes that I have noticed underlying my growth was my relationship with fear. In the last year, I really transformed my relationship with fear. And this is very interesting because apparently I was perceived at least by one friend to be a courageous person. And so previously, what fear triggered in me and probably in a lot of people in general, is when I experience fear, I would either avoid the the subject or thing that I was fearful of, or I would stop my actions because of that fear. And those two things can be very useful. Certainly, if I thought that I could just jump down a skyscraper without a parachute or without a a bungee cord, then the, the fear that I would experience that would stop me from doing such an action is very smart, actually will be saving my life. But I think we can all think of other things where perhaps we've been avoiding or we've stopped doing because of a fear that may actually be an important part of our transformation for us to get to the person that we want to become. And my favorite reaction, and probably my most common reaction when it came to fear was to suppress the feeling. This is maybe how I could have been perceived as a courageous person. All my life, um, especially during the intense training that it took to be a physician, I just became a master at suppressing feelings. And as a master suppressor of feelings, I could also pretend that I don't have the fear and go and do it. And that can be okay. That can be the way to professional success. It certainly helped me get through the anesthesia oral board exam, which is an exam where you sit in front of a panel of three or four anesthesiologists and they can ask you anything from the four years of training that we've had in residency. But what I realized in the last year when I have transformed my relationship with fear is that if all I do is I suppress the feeling of fear, I'm missing out on a lot more. I'm missing out on a lot more richness in my life and richness in my personal growth. I'll give you some examples in a bit. But upon reflecting, I realize that in my transformed relationship with fear, this is how I now react. One is that I recognize, I recognize the fear, I acknowledge the fear. And in fact, I try to, to locate the sensation. You know, how do I know? How do I know that I'm scared, that I'm fearful right now? Where is it in my body that I'm feeling it? And then number two, I get really curious about it and I reflect on it. Why am I fearful? What is it that I'm really afraid of? Can I pinpoint So it's a feeling, but can I pinpoint exactly what that emotion is aimed towards? And I also reflect on any other feelings or anything else that I might be noticing. And then number three is I decide. I decide what I want to do with that feeling. Rather than automatically suppressing the fear, I get to decide Do I want to suppress the fear? Do I want to embrace the fear? Do I want to value the fear? Do I want to tune in? Do I want to just carry that fear? Do I want to keep that fear close to my awareness? Do I want to respond to that? Do I want to allow that fear to guide me in what really is the next step of action that I want to take? And that brings us to number four. Which is valuing and embracing that fear. So, once I decide what I want to do with that fear, I also get to assign a value. I get to allow that fear to actually bring richness into my life. I think that is quite countercultural and counterintuitive, but I, I think that transformation in the relationship with fear is possible for anybody. Next, I want to talk about, well, what are the common types of fear? There are common themes of what we fear, and I'm not going to have time to go into all of it, but I'll try to give some examples specifically that I've experienced this year. There's the fear of rejection. And the first example, when I think of the fear of rejection that comes to my mind from this year is starting this podcast, starting the Dare to Dream Physician podcast I can't explain it completely with my left brain, but I knew in my spirit that the next step for me is to start a podcast. And so when I made that decision, I was incredibly afraid and I don't know exactly what I was afraid of, but really, if I reflect on it, I was really afraid of being rejected. I was afraid of putting myself and my voice out there and having people make fun of me. Maybe people won't like me. People won't accept me for who I am. All of those things, and because it was very clear to me that this is what I want to do, I just decided to do it afraid. So I hit publish and ran. Part of me did just suppress the feeling of fear. I didn't have the transformed relationship with fear yet when I was doing this earlier this year, but that was one example. And in some ways I did embrace the fear, even though I didn't really let it sit with me. I mostly just told myself, you've done hard things before so let's just go and do this and deal with the the fear of rejection later the next one is one that's very close to my heart and is very personal which is the fear of loss and when i think of the fear of loss the first thing that comes to my mind is my dad my dad was diagnosed with metastatic cancer in 2017 And his diagnosis was not associated with a very good prognosis at all. In fact, when I googled the statistics, it was very disheartening. And it's really amazing that at the end of 2021, he is still here. So really, in the last four plus years, I've lived with the fear of loss of my father. It's a roller coaster of emotions, of expectations, of all of those things. And this past year has been especially intense. And because I've had this fear for so many years, what I've noticed, it wasn't exactly that I I try to evolve in my relationship with fear. It's just very interesting that I've had this fear of loss of my father for the last four plus years. And this year is the year that I've made the most progress. What I've noticed reflecting, especially in the last three years, is that Having this fear of loss doesn't magically change who I am, doesn't magically change my thoughts or my behaviors. And I think what happened before is instead of really letting myself recognize, acknowledge, and sit with this fear, be curious about this fear, I recognized as the painful thing that it was and I suppressed it. I suppressed the fear and instead I focused on action, just so much more comfortable. So the action that I focused on is, you know, how do I rearrange my schedule so I can visit my parents who live about 12 hours away so I could see my dad more often? What can I do to support his medical journey? How how can I help facilitate so that he gets the best care from doctors who care about him? And the thing is, somewhere in the beginning towards middle of those 4 years, he really had the most wonderful team taking care of him, and really the best doctors, the best technology and there was really not nothing more that I could do there um and And the part about arranging my schedule to visit my parents more often, I did do. I succeeded in doing that, but what didn't change what was what was disconcerting to me and frustrating to me. What didn't change was how I felt and who I was and how I behaved and and my thoughts, really my state of being when I was visiting my parents, those hard-earned visits and rearranging our schedules to make it happen. Then when it finally did happen, I found myself being distracted and feeling stressed and really just not making the best use of the opportunity that my actions created. So I was able to, to change the circumstances. Here I was visiting my dad, but I, I didn't really change my state of being. I didn't change who I was, really not the person that I wanted to be in trying to enjoy this time that I do have, this gift of time that I do have with my dad. And, and so I want to make it clear that I'm starting from a very imperfect place. And even in the last year, it's not been obvious at all. And I actually felt like I was failing at this many times, but that didn't stop me from trying. And I'm currently visiting my parents and this current visit with my dad, I realized that I'm finally getting closer. I'm finally getting closer to who I want to be, where I want to be when I'm spending time with my dad. And this occurred because of this transformed relationship with fear that I've experienced. So let's talk about those new steps. When does I recognize this fear? I allow myself to feel the sensation in my chest, that fear of loss of my dad. I sit there, I I could feel a sensation in my chest rising. And sometimes that sensation rising would rise all the way from my chest to my neck to my face and it would lead to tears and then applying curiosity I wondered why was I feeling this fear of loss and when I asked that I realized that I have a desire to spend quality time with my dad but I I don't know how So it wasn't just the fear of loss, but it was also the fear of failure because here I was, I did all the actions to make the opportunity to spend time with my dad happen, even though we lived 12 hours apart, but I didn't know how to have quality time with my dad. And there was a discomfort in changing my thought. And changing my behaviors when I'm with my parents because the comfortable thing to do is to just do exactly the same that I did when I was a teenager or what I've evolved over the years before my dad had his cancer diagnosis. It, it was very typical for my family to be busy. My dad was always busy working. My mom was always busy working and I was busy working. And I, I don't think it comes naturally to any of us to actually just sit and and be present. And so I've reflected on that. While allowing myself to feel that fear of loss, I also started to feel an immense gratitude for the life that my dad has lived, and the decisions that he made, including deciding to drop all the comforts of his home country and immigrate to a new continent, a new country, a new culture, a new language, and how i I'm so blessed because he made that decision and how I have been the beneficiary of that decision, and just so much gratitude rises in my soul as i reflect on that and and so the next step is i decide i decided that this fear of loss really isn't bad this fear of failure of making that quality time like my heart really desires with my dad it's really not that bad and that i, I can sit with this fear i can let this fear stay in my daily awareness as I'm visiting my dad. And what I had done in prior visits, I was suppressing this fear and it felt really uncomfortable. And so rather than reflecting and being curious and making the decision to let it sit there, I just did things to avoid it. And the result was I couldn't be present. I was distracted. I was stressed. I couldn't let go of all those distractions in my head. And deciding that this fear of loss and this fear of failure isn't bad and that I need to sit with it, I it allowed me the opportunity to value this fear and to embrace this fear. And holding this fear in my consciousness and in my body throughout the day really gave me more courage to To make a change in my usual habits. During this visit, I find myself being able to sit with my dad, b- being more available, being more open. And I would say that if anything, the circumstances have gotten more difficult. My dad has lost weight. He looks pale. He looks weaker than I've seen him in the past. And that's very hard for me to witness. And he also has to go to multiple appointments during the week. When he gets home, he's tired. He goes into his room to nap. So if anything, there's been less time, less opportunity for me to be there with him. But I find myself better able to adapt to these hurdles. And I'm able to just sit next to my dad, quiet my mind, and just be with him just be with him, be comfortable with that fear, really being grateful that I have this fear of loss. I have this fear of failure because I really love my dad and I really care about my dad. And my heart's desire is to spend quality time with him while he's here, while he's lucid. As I reflect back on my birthday at the end of the year, as the last podcast episode of the year, I'm just so grateful for, for experiencing this transformation. And even though part of me feels like, wow, that was magical that I could have that transformation. I believe that transformation is possible for you, for anybody who wants it. And I should also give full disclosure that an even deeper reason for why I experienced this transformation in my relationship with fear is because I serendipitously received life planning when attending a workshop at the beginning of this year, receiving life planning gave me the gift of confidently knowing what my dream life is and it lit a fire for me to find the how, because I didn't know how. When I knew this is what I want out of life, this is my dream life, this is who I want to be as a human being, I, I didn't really know the how yet. But knowing what brings me a meaningful life, a life that I will smile brightly about when reflecting back on my life, when I am at the end of my life, it just gives me so much freedom and gives me the courage to pursue that, to pursue those dreams now. And so yes, part of that transformation occurred this year in my relationship with fear, but this complete transformation, not just with fear but with your whole entire life is available to anybody who wants it and I, I would be honored and privileged to help you create your life plan. So if you're just thinking about it, just go online right now and sign up for a discovery call with me at deartodreamphysician.com. I would love to connect with you. Hey, thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed that episode, please share it with a friend and go on your favorite podcast app to give us a five-star rating and a review. It really helps us to get the word out there. Also, I am really excited to announce I've started a online Facebook community for physicians. Go and search for Dare to Dream Physician Travel. That's the name of the Facebook group. If you have trouble finding us, the link is also in the show notes. I hope to see you on the inside.